All right, welcome inside Flames Post Game Live. It's brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. So Brendan Parker alongside Corey Sarich here as we break down a uh, Calgary Flames loss tonight on home ice. It was the first of a six-game homestand, and uh, the San Jose Sharks playing the role of spoiler here again. Uh, in fact, they had won the earlier two meetings between these two teams and uh, find a way to get one done here on the road again tonight. Uh, how did they do it, and uh, how did it happen here uh, from a Flames perspective? Well, the first two periods were very similar. It was the Calgary Flames out playing the San Jose Sharks for the majority of both of those periods. And then just having a lapse and letting San Jose right back in the game. Um, end of the first, they allowed a goal that probably shouldn't, shouldn't happen. And then again, at the end of the second, they allow a goal that probably shouldn't happen. So after two periods, it's three to two. And I did not see this one going this way, though, Brendan, into the third period. Yeah. Flames have been so good at locking it down this year. This might be their first loss after leading uh, after two periods this yeah. year. In regulation, certainly. And, and give, give San Jose credit for hanging in there in a game that, uh, as you said, it, the way that it started, it didn't feel like this is the way that this game was going to end. I mean, the fact that they had that two-goal lead, you know, what, you know, less than 10 minutes into the first period. Yeah, the only thing about games like this that make me a little nervous is the fact that the Calgary Flames had so much time to handle the puck in the first couple periods. They just weren't under a lot of pressure and weren't under a lot of stress. And that can be advantageous, and I thought the Flames were doing a good job of balancing that, uh, making sure that they got pucks where they needed to be, which is down in the right. offensive zone and pressure. And they moved pucks out of their end very easily. But it's sometimes a trap when you're you're playing a team that's giving you that much space and that much time that maybe you tend to overhandle the puck. And I don't know if that maybe caught up and eventually got the Flames in the third period. But it just was, it didn't have a ton of flow this game. But the San Jose Sharks, they've been a thorn in Calgary's side, and they stuck around and yeah. did some serious damage in the end of the third period. Yeah, choppy. Choppy would be a good description for it in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah and Calgary just could not put the San Jose Sharks away yeah, right. early in this game tonight. They had multiple opportunities, and you got to give James Reimer some credit in what we saw at the end of this third period. Um, he made some incredible yeah. saves to to secure the win for San Jose. Yeah, well said. We'll get to some of those late opportunities for the Flames to tie it in just a moment. But first, let's go back and take a look at the highlights of this hockey game, and we'll start all the way back in the first period. And this is what we just touched on. It was two goals in the opening 10 minutes of this hockey game for the Flames. And it starts with Johnny Gaudreau and some nice work here on the power play that leads to the first goal. Yeah, and this is a quick one. They got off to a great start. They're on the power play. A couple of quick, quick passes, and it's right on Johnny's tape, and he makes... He makes no mistake, he would have just finished his warm-up and filling yeah. that warm-up up in that top corner. No doubt about it. Uh, 29 on the season for Johnny. He inches closer to a 30-goal campaign. And then this is the one that was just a few minutes later. A uh, bit of a fortuitous bounce off escape, but Dylan Dubé uh, finishes nicely in the slot. Yeah, Dylan Dubé, we were talking about him earlier tonight. He had a fantastic first period. He was buzzing. He was bumping guys. He yeah. was had a two-on-whopper two-on-one opportunity earlier that he passed up his shot on. So on this one, I knew he was putting it to the net right away and gets rewarded. Well done by uh, Dubé. He's got uh, eight on the season. And then this is the goal that happens at the end of the first period that seemed to, again, change the momentum, a bit of a theme in this hockey game. Yeah, Vlasic just throws us towards the net. Uh, initially, it looked like it might have hit something, but just fluttering through the air. And for some reason, Markstrom can't track that. And 2-1 after the first period. Yeah, and that certainly changed the conversation, given what we saw in the early part of that first period. But this is in the second off a turnover. And uh, beautiful pass there by Johnny Gaudreau. First of all, to get it in the zone, but then the finish by Michael Backman after the pass. And by this point in my count, the 
San Jose Sharks had given up, I think, five or six outnumbered opportunities to the Calgary Flames, and Calgary had cashed in on most of them. I thought they even had a few other opportunities to put the puck behind them. But uh, I think we're going to see here soon. No, tie changes again. Right at the end of the period, they've got a nice lead. And I'm sure that Markstrom's going to want to have this one back. Just kind of fell off his post a little bit. Yeah. Great and, release uh, by Meyer too, maybe call him And I think Meyer is looking for the other shark in front. I don't think he's actually trying to put this thing on the net. I don't think he's going to thinks he's going to score. I just think he's looking for his pal up front. Just trying to get it back into the crease as quickly as possible. Either way, it works. 3-2 at that point. So here we go now to the third period. And a little breakdown in front, but uh, Alexander Barabanov scores this one to make it a uh, tie game. Lost coverage, three flames looking at puck behind the goal line, and I thought they were going to get it sorted out here, but just not quick enough to react and pass out front and good finish by 94. For sure, and uh, that makes, uh, well, that was his 10th of the season, that makes it interesting, but uh, it wasn't long after that. In fact, uh, just less than 30 seconds, 28 seconds later, and this is an unfortunate hit to scheme, but it goes right to two sharks in behind me. Yeah, and this one will probably drive a, a coach nuts. You know, it's it's late in the game. You just had a goal scored upon you. Blake Coleman's trying to make the right play here. You're always trying to make plays as a defenseman forward in your own end. You're trying to make those little seam passes. If you make yeah. them, they're very easy breakouts. And, you know, 95% of the time you do make the pass. And you don't notice them. But maybe it's it's one of those one of those things where with what just happened to you, maybe you make the safe play, eat it, turn it to the boards, try to try to grind it out rather right. than make the cute play. But easier said than done. You know, Blake Coleman makes that pass and they exit the zone. We're not talking about it. Yeah, nine times out of ten, it's to the tape or at least out and uh, and flicked out. But that one obviously hits the skate, ends up in the back of your net. So that's the difference. Four three, the final here as uh, the San Jose Sharks find a way in that third period to come from behind and. I, it, can you have teams that just give you some, you know, maybe a little bit of pause? I don't know if it's more of a mental thing or, you know, maybe just some things that they do uh, tactically that just, you know, don't fit with your style or it just you know, the way it works out sometimes. Yeah, 100% one, there is. There are teams that just sometimes it could be over the course of a season. That might be the San Jose Sharks this season for the Calgary Flames. Uh, sometimes it's over the course of your career or <laughs> Like I know, while I was a Calgary Flame, we could not get a win down in Anaheim, and right, that, that stuff right. that stuff sticks with you mentally. It yeah. really does. And there's there's teams. The San Jose Sharks are are a team that, me personally, have drove me nuts mm -hmm. when being a member of the Calgary Flame and now covering the the Calgary Flames. Yeah. They just probably have held the Cal Calgary Flames number more often than not. So they're they're one of those teams that, uh, yeah, just just have it the number for some reason or other. Yeah. Uh, tonight's a pretty good example. Uh, before we move on, anything else? So let's go back. You mentioned it. The, the opportunities in that final, what was it, a minute or so? I mean, there was just before the, yeah, the, before the timeout and then uh, after the timeout. But here's a look at just the sequence in about the final 90 seconds or so that um, is in and around the San Jose Sharks' crease around the net, and they just could not find the equalizer. But there's some pretty good looks in this sequence. Yeah, James Reimer stood strong here. Couple of cross crease plays, great pad reaction there. Uh, had to make, I think, a great shoulder save on Andrew Mangiapani. That's the uh, one. Yeah, I think this is the one on uh, on Andrew right here. Let's check this one out. Yeah. Great play by Matthew Kajunak. Great wherewithal, and number 88 hasn't missed too many of those in that no. in that spot this year. And Reimer, give him credit, he kind of jumps out there and takes away a bit of the angle, a bit of the space, and then that was the one just in the dying seconds there outside of the crease. And I might be rewinding a little bit, and but just, you know, if you hadn't hadn't seen it out there already tonight, 
That kind of real tipping point for me, though, was the game is 3-1. Uh, Johnny gets a breakaway. He's looking for his looking for um, a goal on the breakaway. Gets yeah, a great opportunity. Right. Yeah. Ends up getting a penalty shot. We can show that too, yeah. And that for me could have just, you know, completely right. broke the spirit of the San Jose Sharks. James Reimer makes an incredible glove save. Yeah. Actually, you know, he made a really good save on the opportunity even when Johnny was being poked on his original breakaway, but then on the uh, penalty shot, incredible save by Reimer. And that, that could be, you know, yeah. two points for the San Jose Sharks right there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it goes from 3-1 to 4-1 potentially and changes the complete perception of this hockey game. Either way, uh, Reimer, sensational near the end of this hockey game. Shot count, I mean, 31, it finishes that. I know a lot of that comes in the dying seconds, as we just showed you, but some of those were, uh, some of, those, uh, were of the 10-bell variety. So uh, Reimer gets the victory. Uh, we have the uh, coach standing by. It's not Daryl Sutter here tonight. It is uh, goaltending coach Jason LaBarbera stepping in. So let's hear from uh, LaBarbera postgame. Well, since you're the goalie coach, a uh, tough night for your goaltender tonight, a very rare tough night for him. Yeah, I mean, San Jose did a good job of getting a lot of pucks to the net. I think that's, you know, that's sort of their MO is slinging pucks to the net, and they got D up top that can shoot. And, and you know, uh, there's nights like that where it can be tough on a goalie for sure. And, Puck wasn't bouncing our way tonight. What happened in the those 28 seconds in the third that allowed San Jose to score twice? I think we just, you know, we made a couple turnovers and a couple bad plays, and you know, it ended up on the wrong guy's sticks, uh, you know, in front of the net, and they were able to capitalize on those on those chances. And um, you know, we just, I don't know, we just uh, we made a couple mistakes and ended up in the back of our net. Back to the the first goal on on Markstrom, looked like he kind of got caught off guard, or he'd want that one back. We know him well enough to know he'd want that one back. He looked like maybe carried that with him a little bit. Is that a, with a guy that's that fiery? Is that something you got to watch? Yeah, I thought he, I, I thought for you know the rest of that period and most of the second, I thought he got past that part of it. Um, goals like that are obviously you know they're they're. They're weird. I mean, if you ask him, I don't know if he was screened or it got tipped. You know, usually if it's a, if it's a clean goal uh, or a clean shot like that, it's probably not going in. So he might have been screened or it might have got deflected along the way. Um, you know, but again, that's you know San Jose. Their D do a really good job of just you know, that puck came off the wall and Vlasic threw it at the net, and and good things happen when you put pucks on net. You know, Markstrom has been on a crazy tear at home, especially over the last 18 games or whatever it is. Uh, this is bound to happen at least every once in a while for a guy who's basically been uh, spot on for two months here. Yeah, he, yeah, he's played well, obviously, and um, yeah, that's what you need your number one guy to do is, is to is to play well every night and give yourself a, give you a chance to win. And um, you know, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's a long season. There's going to be ups and downs for sure, but uh, you know, you get you move past it. You get back to work tomorrow, and and that's how that's how it works. And uh, I know it's cliche, but that is just how it works. And you just got to dig in and keep working. Can you just talk about that line that sometimes needs to be walked between, you know, being aggressive and protective of your crease to where kind of Markstrom took it tonight with uh, that spear and then the slash, the slash and then the spear? Yeah, I mean, no goalie likes to get poked at for sure, uh, you know, and I think their guy poked it in into the net, which, you know, I mean, any any goalie's not going to like that. So, you know, he, he took it upon himself to give the guy a whack, and unfortunately, he got caught. So. Uh, it is what it is. They know we killed it off, and, and that's what's that's what was important. I know we're going to be talking to Jacob in a, in a minute here, but what's the most important thing for him um, to 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 kind of put this one behind him? Oh, he's fine. Like it's it's one game, right? And you just you move past it. You 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 wake up, the sun comes up the next day, and I mean he made a lot of big stops at, at times tonight, and 
you know, it was just, again, it was one of those games as a group, I don't think, obviously, I don't think we were at our best. And, um, you know, we just need to, again, we just need to move past this and, and get back to work. Post game press conference. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, there's a uh, uh, goaltending coach, Jason LaBarber, joining us on the post game show and some uh, reaction there uh, post game. And maybe as we as we you know talk about Jacob Markstrom, that's kind of the topic that he's you know. Uh, it, touching on just the game tonight but also at the very end you know Jacob's going to be fine this is uh, not a game that uh, you're going to have sit in the back of your mind with a guy that's played as well as he has for your club this season yeah and he's been so rock solid as of late unfortunately you're probably bound to have something like this happen to you and it's not just it's not just him this was this was a team effort yeah I'd probably like to have first couple goals back but you know what Calgary Flames there didn't get the job done in the third period. Yeah. He needed some help from his defenseman in his own own end. He needed help from a forward and making a little better play. So it doesn't all just fall on him, but he's been through it. He's been through it all in his career. He's been through a little bit of it earlier in this season, right? We had we he had a few stretches where there were some games that weren't up to snuff, and I think stuff like that's just going to motivate him, yeah. right? It's this isn't going to be detrimental at this time of year. He'll just get prepared, and he'll keep giving us performances that we've seen all year long. No question about it. And uh, we'll uh, expect to hear from a couple of players here coming up in just a moment. But, um, it, you know, talk about these types of games, too. And the other thing to keep in mind is you are still, you know, we saw some line changes against Vancouver. Works one night, and then obviously kind of changed a little bit here throughout the course of this game as well. But this is also a team that's kind of playing with some things here. And you're incorporating a couple of new faces in your lineup, too. And so there's going to be some speed bumps around the way. But this is what this part of the year is about, right? You're trying to sort that out right now. Yeah, and you you look at, you even just rewind to the weekend, you had another back-to-back game, and you just forget how draining that can be as the schedule goes on. Sure. So there's, yeah. there's, there's multiple factors. Um, when you look at the lines and the line combos, I mean, you got an unbelievable performance, one of the best we've seen out of this team in Vancouver the other night. And tonight, yeah. it didn't work, so they maybe reverted back to... And, and Top don't line even, goes back together. Yeah. Don't even say, it, I guess, it didn't work. Three goals generally sure. gives you a chance to win a hockey game, Fair and enough, I think yeah. they get four, and you, it gets you over the hump. And, and tonight it was maybe more the mistakes that they haven't had in their game lately that bit more than right. line combinations and offense. Yeah, I mean, how often has Daryl talked about that magic number being three? You try and keep it, the opposition you know, three and under, and then you got a chance to win every hockey game you're going to play in, and tonight would have been a pretty good example of that. You have the penalty shot, as you mentioned, but you, know, you, you got to that three in terms of goals four, you just didn't stop them at the on the other side. And there haven't been too many nights this year when the Calgary Flames get the opportunities that they do, the outnumbered opportunities, yeah. the, even the chances late in the game. Most of those have gone in for them this year, and they've they've gone over that plateau of three goals. So um, just one of those nights. One of those nights. Uh, speaking of that, let's uh, head back into the uh, press conference room and hear from a couple of players here, Matthew Kachuk and uh, Jacob Markstrom standing by now. Jacob, we'll start with you. Just... Um Evaluating your own night personally. I'm not good. Yeah, I mean, from for you, where did it sort of? Where did you sort of see things kind of unravel? I guess. Uh, I don't know. Just four goals against at home, and you know, I thought we kept the chances down, and you know, you gotta you gotta stop all four. 
Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't good. I got to be better, and you know it sucks when we, you know, we score three goals after two periods, and uh, uh, you know we should be up three nothing, but we're not, and you know it's uh, gave them a, a chance to stay in the game, and you can't do that. Uh, and, yeah, it's frustrating, and you know not a not a good game from from me. What happened on the first one? Did you just lose sight of it, or just one of those things? I don't know. We got. I got to watch it. I I haven't watched any other goals, and. Uh, uh, I'm sure we got a, you know, myself got a long video tonight, and I'll, I'll watch it again tomorrow. Kind of look at it, and uh, yeah, it, it wasn't good. I. Can you take us through what happened, um, the way you saw what happened with the, the, the slash and then the spear? Obviously, that's a no goaltender. Jason said it. No goaltender likes to be his crease to be invaded, obviously, but. Yeah, well, the guy just put it in the net after the whistle. Comes down from the blue line, put it in, and you know, I don't, I don't want that to happen. Matthew, where did this game get away on you guys? Um, you know, I just thought that we um, did a pretty terrible job in front of Marky tonight, and you know, especially in the third. I think that um, you know we're up three-two going to the third, and at home, that's uh, you know a great spot to be in. So um, you know, and then we. Allow um, you know a wide open chance in front, but somebody by themselves that's you know by himself, and you can't do that. You gotta make sure that doesn't happen. And then we're basically a two and zero at the end, which that's a goal on any goalie in the league. So um, no excuse. He's been our MVP this year, and we did a, a terrible job, especially in the third in front of him. You just yeah, the last you know, however long you guys have been on this streak here at home. His numbers are out of this world. Uh, like you kind of alluded to it, him being the backbone of, of the team's success over the last little while. Backbone MVP, best player on our team, whatever you want to say. It's been that way all year. And, uh, yeah, we did do a good job in front of him tonight. And I know, there, you know you had a nice chance at the end of the third period or, you know, to tie it. Um, What's uh, you know you never like to leave it to that point, but were you know proud of the way you guys battled a little bit for the end? Um, you know, not we battled, but we should have never been in that spot. I mean, we had our chances, but we should have never been in that position. So, um, you know, obviously would have liked a few of those to to go in, or just one of them. Um, can never uh, leave it up to chance, though. We've uh, um, you know haven't had success against these guys this year, and. You know, the last two games we've had a, a good lead, which normally we're a good team at protecting leads. And, you know, the last two times we've played them, once there and then once here, and we've given it up. So something we got to figure out and learn from. From our vantage point, it sure looked like they were putting a whole lot more bodies at you in front of you and also extra wax at the whistle before the whistle. Did you see it the same way? No, it wasn't bad. I don't think uh, in that part, obviously, you know, San Jose, obviously, uh, you know, playing against them a ton, and I know they're, you know, they're D, they like to one time and like to shoot, shoot a lot of puck, and they're good at getting through, and they like to sling pucks from everywhere, so, you know, that's not good, good not good enough for me, and uh, that's what happened when you, when you don't get goaltending in this league, you, you lose hockey games. You haven't had too many nights like this, I know, Jacob. But you know, what is? Did you not sleep after a night like this? Um, you, do you stay up, kind of thinking about it a little bit long, no, more than I, normal? I'll work tomorrow. I probably, I don't know when I fall asleep, but you got to ask me this question tomorrow. But you know, obviously, it's it sucks and it's uh, it's not a good feeling. But 
you know, you gotta gotta work tomorrow and the next day, and uh, sure as hell, I gotta be better. Matthew, they change the line around in the third period. Coaches aren't doing that when he's happy. With uh, was that? Did that come with a message or kind of an implied message? I guess. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know. Change the lines, like, like you kind of re reunited uh, the top line there. Just did that come with a message from the coach, or? I, if you're asking like who I was playing with tonight, I played with a bunch of different guys, and um, it was just more of a, a feel game. I feel like I, you know, one shift I was out there with one line, one the next. So um, I don't know if I can, you know, whenever you're tapped, just go out there, and I'm comfortable playing with anybody. And um, obviously had success playing with, um, you know. All the guys I've, I've played with today throughout the year, so um, or throughout my career, whether it's backs or whether it's Lindy, they're the two centers I've played with the majority. And so whoever they want me to play with and whoever I was called upon to play with, whatever shift I was ready for. We call it the Ram 1500 Limited. But truth be told, there's nothing limited about it. Ram 1500, winner. J.D. Power Award for Best Driver Appeal. All right, Flames Post Game Live is on the air. It's brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers, Brendan Parker alongside Corey Sarich. 4-3 the final San Jose Sharks victorious here. Third straight victory over the Calgary Flames this season. The Flames will have one last chance to uh, get back at the Sharks. That will be at the Shark Tank here later on this season, actually uh, coming up in the early part of next month. Uh, Sarchi, we, I mean, we talked a little bit about, you heard from both guys there just about, you know, all you do is reset. We've talked, you know, that's part and parcel that comes with an 82-game regular season. You're going to have nights. You have to reset it, come back to work the next day. But uh, a couple of days off in between games here, and then obviously the opportunity to play five more consecutively on home ice. Uh, you got to like kind of the way the schedule sets up to do that. Yeah, road here. they've been so dominant at home. And I guess maybe the only thing that might be a little out of the ordinary is having like two days to get ready yeah, in between sure. games. Yeah. It's been the back-to-backs and you've had just a lot of sing day. single days to get organized. So three and fours, a little, little practice time won't hurt this team. Just reinforce things, go back over team concept, you know, work hard on some of your defensive zone coverage if that's where a couple of your lapses were tonight. Yeah. Um, so it, it can only be beneficial for them. And then, like you said, a whole bunch of upcoming games here back in the Dome. Yeah. Um, should be some good crowds. You've got the Avalanche not too far away. You've got some really good tests in here. Um, you're going to have a little bit of, little bit of variety. Um, so got to just be on your toes. doesn't matter who the opponent is. And then all things aside, and this is more of a you know big picture type of thing, but you get through the trade deadline, and I don't know how you always felt as a player when you know that's now done. You know the group that's going to go the rest of the way, and um, you know, I'd imagine there, that there's a bit of uh, you know kind of an excitement to finish off. You got 20 games here left in the regular season. You're in a real good position, but you know what is that feeling as you get through trade deadline, and now you can kind of just look ahead and look around the room, and this is the group. It is. It's just a little little peace of mind for everyone that's in the room. If you were thinking that you might be moved somewhere, I don't know. There there would have been too many pieces inside this dressing room that were no, uh, yeah. anticipating that. But you're also wondering, what's the team going to do in support? How are they going to try and improve our team? What are the moves going to be? And I think probably the, the biggest one right now that didn't happen was something on a move on defense for the Calgary Flames. Yeah. And I think that says tremendous things about this decor and what they've accomplished this year. And I think it's a compliment to them. I don't think anybody should really be worried. I think that they've got pretty good depth. And if you've seen what the young guys are doing down in Stockton this yeah. year, it's got to just kind of 
it's got to have add a little bit of additional confidence for for a guy like uh, Brad Treliving, who's who's trying to make all the moves and make the right decisions. You've got a guy like Michael Stone who's ready to go. So that was kind of the the biggest thing I took out of yesterday. Yes, they've they brought in Ryan Carpenter. They're going to try to improve things a little bit up front, a little bit more depth. Mm-hmm. Lost Brad Richardson yesterday, yep. but for me, just. Paying a compliment to the defense, instilling more confidence in them, I think that's going to go a long ways for yep. this group. Well said. Yeah, I like that. Uh, as we put a wrap here on the postgame show, we'll just update the standings, Pacific Division and Western Conference alike. And uh, Edmonton had a tough loss here tonight as well. They were playing back-to-back games. Uh, lost in overtime in Colorado last night. They lose to Dallas tonight. So Dallas actually leapfrogs Vegas uh, into that final wild card spot at the uh, bottom of the Western Conference standings. Vegas uh, has played four more games, so Dallas is uh, suddenly in a pretty good position right now. And you got two central teams holding down the two wild card spots, and then you see uh, Calgary's lead atop the Pacific Division at eight points, but uh, LA still uh, playing right now and leading in that game, so that margin will be trimmed down just a little bit. But um, uh, still uh, shaping up to be an interesting race. Winnipeg uh, wins tonight, so they're. In the mix, they beat Vegas, so it's uh, there's some. Anybody jump out at you? Like four teams there that are pretty close. Well, I, I feel like Dallas. They do this every year. Yeah. They're they're always in the mix, and sure. they'll put together a run late. So um, I expect them to be right there. I uh, don't expect the Winnipeg Jets to go quietly, yeah. even though they have moved a few pieces out. Um, I think they still got a lot of firepower in there. And then the one I'm really curious to see is just if the Vegas Golden Knights can right the yep. ship and get it going again. I mean, they've been just kind of a staple, and we, we've heard Daryl talk about them earlier this season about how they're one of the benchmarks and you're supposed to, you know, judge your performance and, and pair it up against theirs. Right. I know they've had a ton of injuries this year, which has probably caused where they are, but can they get it going in time? And that doesn't look good, a, a four-game difference between them and uh, yeah. Dallas. It's a big margin, and uh, when you start to get down to the final 20 games and 16 for Vegas, it's wild. But maybe they get a couple bodies back, too, and that's obviously a big part of their story. But they haven't missed the playoffs. This is year number five. So I, I guess the one thing, though, that's pretty obvious is there is only one race to watch, and that's in the West. That is true. The other side of the league yeah. is everyone's talking about how intriguing it's going to be to have eight very good teams that are probably already decided going to yeah. clash in the first round of the playoffs. But the West is always... Yeah, the West is always wild. There's always wild, wild four or five teams mixed in there. Yeah. I feel like you only ever get one or two that are really pushing for that last spot in the East. So right. at least something's holding to tradition. Something's true to form. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And uh, you're right. Maybe some jockeying in the East in terms of the positioning, but it won't be who's in and who's out. That's for sure. Uh, as for us, well, we uh, hit the reset button as well. The Calgary Flames uh, fall 4-3 here tonight. The final to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, 0 for 3 against the Sharks so far this season, but as mentioned, they'll get one more crack at them back in San Jose early next month. It was Hockey is for Everyone night here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. And uh, we'll do it all over again because this is just the start of a six-game homestand for the Calgary Flames. Up next, it'll be the Arizona Coyotes here on Friday and then the Battle of Alberta on Saturday. Thanks for watching Play Post Game Live. Brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. We'll see you on Friday night.